It's Saturdays with Dickerson and Hood on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Talked a lot of baseball so far on this show. Again, the breaking news out of Major League Baseball. The Toronto Blue Jays have been denied approval by the Canadian government to play in Toronto amid the coronavirus pandemic. No word yet on where the Blue Jays are going to play. Maybe in Florida, maybe in Buffalo. Bottom line is, though, with uh, less than a week away from teams starting Major League Baseball, um, this is not good news for them. The Blue Jays open up on the road in Tampa, but we're supposed to be home shortly after that. Pedro Gomez is our guy, all things baseball for us. Our MLB insider for ESPN is with us on the Shell Penzoil performance line. This is horrible timing for the Blue Jays, isn't it, Pedro, <laughs> that this decision is made today? I mean, they've been up there for a few weeks already. You'd think that, look, if this was going to happen, they'd have been told a few weeks ago so that they could make some plans uh, with a little bit more time. But, look, from the very beginning, uh, Rob Manfred, the commissioner, did say, if for some reason a team has to move out of its home city, we will be ready to make the necessary move so that they can continue to play. So you've got to believe that because the Canadian government um, has been more strict that this at least had to have been an idea somewhere on the back burner at least. Hey, we better have a plan B for the Blue Jays just in case. Just like I think you have to have a plan B for the hot spots, you know, whether that's uh, Washington, D.C., L.A., Phoenix, Florida, the Dallas and Houston areas. Um, you've got to be ready to move just in case. So hopefully MLB is ready with this. And like you said, I mean, the likely spots are Buffalo, where the AAA team for the Blue Jays play, which is not that far from Toronto. Um, or maybe Dunedin, their spring training site, which would not be nearly as good because of the just the overall heat that that occurs in Florida. It, even if you have a seven o'clock game, it's still there's a lot of heat. And Sundays are going to be getaway days; those are still going to be one o'clock games. So there's there's a lot of issues here. Pedro, because of the uncertainty when it comes to the Blue Jays, do you foresee opt outs from the Blue Jays where they didn't know they'd be in Buffalo or some other city? Well, I think that's absolutely something that the Blue Jays have to be thinking about at this point, that they may have players who say, uh, look, I'm not going to go. I'm, if, if all this is – if it's this dicey, uh, I, I, may not, I, I may not feel comfortable doing this. So I, I would think you may. Look, the Blue Jays have a mostly young roster, and those are the type of players that probably will not opt out. But it wouldn't surprise me if one or two of the older guys say, I'm not doing this. It's just – it's not worth it. Pedro Gomez is our guest. It's Dickerson and Hood on this Saturday on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Pedro, a 60-game season. Give us an idea. 60 games in a Major League Baseball season. What are the challenges, aside from, obviously, if players test positive? Of course, that's something you, you, know, you can't control, and, and, and perhaps that's going to happen. But what are some of the baseball-related challenges that these teams are going to face trying to fit this all into 60 games? Uh, you know, the, the biggest things are going to be trying – obviously, you have to stay on the field. Um, you know, you get three, four guys that test positive and they have to leave your team and they're starters or they're, uh, you know, part of your rotation or your, your closer, whatever. That's going to affect you, no doubt about it. So let's say you can stay on the field. I think you've got to try to avoid any type of losing streaks because, you know, a six-game losing streak during a 162-game season – it, it's tough, but it's not, it's, it's not going to swallow your season. 
But a six-game losing streak now is the equivalent of about a 19-game losing streak during a regular season. So that's going to be – or a 17-game losing streak. That's going to be something that is going to be very, very difficult to overcome, even something as minuscule as a six-game losing streak. I think at the end it's going to be you know the last two weeks, three weeks of the season, you're going to have so many clubs that are vying for a postseason bid and they're just going to give it everything they have to try to get in, especially clubs that don't normally play games that mean anything in the month of September, at least in recent times. Um, and that's going to make it really difficult because a lot of times, you know, by the time you get to September, 10 clubs make the playoffs, but there might be 13 or 14 that are really within a chance of reaching the postseason, meaning you're playing a lot of clubs that don't have a lot to play for but in this case it's going to be the complete opposite everyone you play is going to think that they're in it and that's that's a different mindset for a lot of clubs in the month of september pedro baseball really needed a win and relatively when we see the last round of testing when you have zero point zero five percent positive test for a coronavirus amongst ball clubs in the last round of testing that's a that's a real positive and a real win for baseball what how do you think that rob manfred has handled this now that the players are back uh, with their teams I, you know i think it's still a juggling act I, that's a great percentage obviously there's no doubt that they for the most part have had a really good percentage low percentage of players and staff test positive keeping that up is going to be the issue because again these players are not in a bubble they are going home they're being exposed when they go to fill up their gas tank whatever it is go to the the grocery store you know there's still some exposure there that's going to be the key issue and that's where i don't know that manfred can do anything (laughs) you know players are going to still live somewhat of their life. Even if they're being incredibly cautious, you can't put yourself inside of a plastic bubble and, and just, you know, say nothing's going to touch me because that's not going to be the case. And uh, you don't know what your teammates, your staff, the, the people on the staff, what they're doing when they're away from the stadium. So there's, there's still some obstacles, some hoops to jump through in order for this all to happen. I know that, Look, the starting gate is here. The starting gate is on Thursday for those first two games, Friday for everyone. So it looks like at this stage we will get to the starting gate. The finish line is going to be the bigger question. Can they get to the finish line? Talking with Pedro Gomez on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. If they do finish it out, Pedro, as someone that's been around the game as long as you have been around the game, how will you view this year? I mean, you know, with this, in terms of like the historical significance of it, what it means like long-term, statistics how do you wrap your head around a 60 game season i think it's just something that we will mention down the road that oh yeah the 2020 season that was the 60 game season it's but i don't know that it'll be at the forefront when you think about the 1981 dodgers winning the world series with that huge break in the middle during the player strike or you think about the 1982 nfl season when washington beat miami in the super bowl but they only played nine of the 16 regular season games. Or the 99 Spurs, who won the NBA title, but it was a 50-game season instead of an 82-game season. I don't think, I can't remember anybody, when they talk about the Spurs title, saying, oh, yeah, but the 99 one, that was only that 50-game season. Or anybody saying, oh, well, when Washington's three Super Bowl wins, that one in 82, that was only a nine-game season. 
Nobody that I know of mentions it with it. So I think it'll just be absorbed into the regular part of baseball history. And it might be mentioned here or there, but I don't think it's going to be something that now these are extenuating circumstances because of the pandemic. There's no doubt that these are different circumstances, but I don't think there'll be any talk of an asterisk for me personally. Pedro, uh, Alex Rodriguez has made some comments, and he was saying that the other day he was asked about the CBA expiring in Major League Baseball for 2021. He answered honestly, but never mentioned the word salary cap. He says, my goal as a broadcaster and more importantly as a fan of the sport is to try to grow our game. Do you believe in our lifetime that we will see a salary cap in baseball, and what effect would that have on the sport if Major League Baseball was more like the NFL in that regard? I I do not believe that the players will ever give in to a salary cap. So I, I don't believe that. Now, I'm older than you guys, so in my lifetime, I don't think so. In your lifetime, who knows? Um, but uh, I, I, I just think the players have fought so hard to never have a salary cap that I cannot imagine there's a scenario, even down the road, where the players will say, you know what, it's a good idea to have a salary cap. I don't believe that, and I don't see that it has really hurt baseball in any way. Look, a salary cap in the other sports has generally meant a lot of uh, any, anybody can win, let's say. But in baseball, even in the last 10 years, I think we've seen a lot of clubs that you would say, wow, they were in the playoffs and they won a World Series, and they, they weren't that type of, of a salary-type club. You know, they did it through player development. I think what happens when you have salary caps is you get like what the NBA has where players are just jumping to play together with each other. And I don't know that that would necessarily be a good thing for baseball where you get those super teams, so to speak. Now, of all the guys to say there should be a salary cap, I would think A-Rod would be the last one to say that, Pedro. I mean, come on now. And, and boy, how are guys going to look at him around the ballpark uh, this year when he's doing games uh, knowing that? That's going to be interesting. I mean, they may not have to look at him so much because there is such a different right. vibe to this year. I don't, it's not going to be what we've seen for decades where, you know, reporters walk into the clubhouse and things like that. So I don't believe that that will be necessarily impacted because it will be such a different year for broadcasting and for reporting on games. But uh, I think we've already seen how players feel about his comments and uh, current players are definitely voicing their displeasure, let's say, with what uh, Alex said. They'll recognize him. He'll have that big Mr. Medhead if he becomes the uh, part owner of the Nets. They'll know who he is when he comes to the ballpark. Pedro, my friend, we always appreciate your time. Thank you so much. We hope you're doing well and enjoy the rest of your weekend, okay? Thanks, guys. Great to catch up. Always, always great to talk to both of you. Pedro Gomez uh, on the show, Pennzoil Performance Line. You know, it's, it's interesting, Jeff, that the 60 games, may, if you get through the 60 games and get to the playoffs, this might be a win for baseball in that – on the surface, the best teams that we're going to see this year, on the surface, Dodgers, Twins, Yankees. But it very well could be a team like the Padres or the Rangers that come out of nowhere. You know, there's a lot of strong contenders of young teams. Uh, the Nationals just got through winning the championship, but who knows? It could be an up-and-coming Mets team with Alonzo. It could be an A's team that won 97 games in the back-to-back seasons. It could be a Rays team that is got is pitching rich. So who knows? This is probably what baseball fans have wanted. 
it's it's one thing to look at the Yankees and Dodgers and these big spenders, but maybe in these 60 games, maybe someone comes out of nowhere. And I think it is kind of potluck with this uh, kind of advanced schedule that we have here. I think in 60 games, your season can go off the rails really quickly and mm-hmm. unexpectedly too. So yeah, from that standpoint, it'll be interesting. If we were to enter the NBA bubble, what would we need to pack in the suitcase? I know the first thing going in my partner's suitcase We'll share that with you coming up next. It's Dickerson and Hood. It's ESPN Radio. Well, 